0: Welcome to the Salvatri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the channel and the podcast. It is currently 7 a.m. East Coast time, Wednesday, December 18th, and we have a nine-game NBA slate on this Wednesday to bring to you and break down like we usually do. If you're new here, welcome. My name is Sal Vetri. I cover daily fantasy sports and a variety of different avenues and streets in the DFS space in the fantasy sports space. So I appreciate you being here, and if you hit that subscribe button, it helps me out a ton. I really do appreciate all the support. We just crushed through 17,000 subscribers hoping to go on to 18,000 by the end of the year. So thank you all so much. I really do appreciate it. Hit that subscribe button before we get into it and check out my Patreon exclusive content. I will have NBA player projections. My player pools, just a bunch of different things over on my Patreon page linked up down below. It's a spot where I host a lot of my exclusive content. So if you enjoy what I do over here, I have a ton more to offer over there, not just in the NBA, but the NFL and PGA will be coming soon. So thank you all so much. I do appreciate that. And then follow me on my social medias. I will be releasing since I do an mo awesome show on Wednesdays for the NBA at 9.30 a.m. East Coast time with Josh Engelman. Be sure to follow him on Twitter as well as I'll go over and check out the awesome YouTube channel. But... You can follow me over there, and because I do that show on Wednesdays, I do game-by-game notes, very comprehensive notes. If you want those notes today, I'll be posting a link, and I'll be posting a way to find them, both um, mainly on Instagram today. That's what I usually do, so I'm just going to be doing it on Instagram, probably via an Instagram story, so be sure to follow me over on Instagram. We're close to like 1,600 subscribers over there, so thank you all so much, or followers, I guess, so follow me over on Instagram. I'll be posting that link later today, probably after I do the show or right before it in a couple of hours probably by the time you're watching this video, it'll be up and available. So be sure to follow me over there. Helps me out with a little bit of growth on Instagram helps you out with some free game by game notes. And again, I've been up since about 330 in the morning. So three hours putting these notes together and prepping for this slate as well as some other business things I'm taking care of today. So thank you again, appreciate it hit the subscribe button. If you're listening on the audio version, really do appreciate those five star rates and reviews. Let's get into this video based on and starting with the injury news. So starting with the injury news before we get into it, Um, I have it filtered right now by salary. I just want to filter it by team so we can hit on everything that's happening on a specific team at once. Starting in Boston, the main injury news is just that Marcus Smart is out once again. Brad Wanamaker and Jalen Brown will be the impacted players with Marcus Smart's eye injury. For Charlotte, Nicholas Batum says that he will be available to play today. This probably affects Cody Martin the most. You might see a little bit of Miles Bridges, Marvin Williams. The Charlotte team is now fully healthy. Marvin Williams is back. Um... You have now Nicholas Batum back. So it'll be interesting to see where the minutes all kind of go around. I think they might all just pull down a bunch of players, mainly Cody Martin. In Cleveland, Kevin Porter Jr. is questionable. This will affect Oz, Chetty Osman. It should also affect, I should put on here on the impact of players, uh, Jordan Clarkson to an extent. If Porter was to miss, he's playing as of late over 20 minutes per game, closer to 25 per game. For Denver, Paul Millsap has missed a few games now with a quad injury. He is questionable. Jeremy Grant, Mason Plumley would benefit mainly Jeremy Grant playing around 30 minutes and just take on all of Millsap's minutes if he was to miss. For Detroit, Andre Drummond, Blake Griffin both missed the last game. Two nights ago, you had all the value opening up in De- in Detroit. Uh, tonight, they're both going to be game time decisions. So, I mean, Christian Wood, Thon McCur, uh, Markeith Morris, all those guys impacted. If both of them were to miss, you can go the entire team being impacted when it comes to Derrick Rose's usage going up, when it comes to Bruce Brown Jr., right? So for right now, it's just kind of wait and see what happens with their injury statuses. For Miami, Goran Drogic and Justin Winslow continue to miss. Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn, Jimmy Butler, the usual players will continue to benefit there. They've been out now for weeks. Carl Anthony Towns is questionable in Minnesota, as well as Jake Lehman being out in Minnesota. If Towns was to miss, and this is big news, he's 10,700 in a very positive matchup against New Orleans today, um, you would have Gorgi Dang, you would have Robert Covington, Noah Vonley, All these guys would really benefit. Dang was the guy who started earlier this season when Towns missed a few games the first couple weeks of the year. Going to New Orleans, JJ Redick is going to be questionable with a groin injury. And then heading over to Portland, Mario Hazonia questionable with a back will affect Nasir Little and Kent Bays' force minutes a little bit. Toronto, Fred VanVleet is doubtful to play. Norman Powell, OG Ananobi, and Kyle Lowry should benefit from that once again, mainly Norman Powell. OG Ananomi's minutes should be hitting ceiling highs. Uh, and heading to Washington, Mo Wagner's out. We still have for, so he's a center there. You still have no uh, Thomas Bryant. So now you have no Ruby Maria. So uh, Admiral Schofield played a ton of minutes, over 20 minutes in the last two games. I expect him to have to maybe even start at the four. Davis Bertans takes so many of his shots. 75% of Davis Bertans' shots come from three that I don't think they can move him down to the four all that much because they need him. His main skill is just to stand at the three-point line and shoot. So I think Troy Brown Jr. should see a little bit more run um, overall. Probably not at the four, but probably just undersized there. You're probably going to get a lot of Schofield at the four. You're going to get a lot of Jan Mahimni at the five because now there's no Rui to kind of take some of those five minutes away. They don't have a lot of guys here. They're missing their two centers. And now Rui, who was playing close to damn near 35 to 40 minutes, sometimes 40 plus minutes a game uh, this season since there's been no Bryant and Mo Wagner. There's a lot of minutes to go around here in a good matchup against Chicago. Just a lot of gross players. We're going to skip over the target offense sheet and head right to early interest today. That's what we usually do on these Wednesday shows to make them a little bit more brief since I do have uh, the preparation to still do for the 930 Awesome Show. Um, I will go to the target offense sheet. It'll be on Patreon. You can screenshot it. Again, you see some of the totals, really just two of them. Not yet there. But heading to early interest, you got a lot of top-end centers on this slate. Um, There's a lot of players that I do like getting to. So Embiid's 9,800, brutal matchup against Miami. But Embiid, uh, for himself, he takes a lot of his shots from the mid-range, which is good for him because he'll get to get away from Bam Adebayo, who, for the most part, is a statue in the paint, both on offense and defense. So Embiid at 9,800, he's probably not a priority for me at that price point, but he's a guy that I'm fine getting to, especially if you see Just low um, ownership on the guy who has just elite usage as a center. Not only elite usage, but assist percentage, defensive rebounding. All that stuff is elite. And again, he will be able to avoid Bam for a lot of that game. Bradley Beal in just a great spot against Chicago today. Beal's whole team is injured. The usage is at a career high. The assist percentage is at a career high with over 5% he's shooting a ton from three. Uh, he's just not making them. He's shooting his seat, a career low from three at 34%, which usually happens when you take on more usage. He's driving a lot more though, so that's good to see. And he's been driving a lot more the last two years, pretty much since John Wall has left because you're just going to get a more ball dominant guard out of Bradley Beal. 9,500, I do like this playing a ton of minutes. Nikola Jokic at 91 against Orlando. I like both sides of this, Jokic and Vuc. I like Vuc at 7K for sure. He's on the second night of a back-to-back, just played 33 minutes. Can his minutes be limited? Possibly coming back from this injury, so that's a concern. But both of these guys are very similar. They both shoot a lot of mid-range shots. They both can pull you out to the three-point line. They're not statues in the paint between Jokic and Vuc. They're both elite in assist percentage. I mean, Jokic leading his team at 32% right now. It's one of the highest in the entire league as a center. You have Vuc in the high, around 20s, both high in rebounding rates. They're both so great at what they do, and you're getting them from favorable price points. Yes, they're tough matchups, but again, they're not guys who are just going to sit in the paint and have to post up against guys like Vuc and post up against Jokic and actually have their upside reduced. So... Although it's difficult matchups, it's not as bad as people probably think. I think Jokic at 9,100 is fine. I think Vuc at 7,000, a little later on in this list, is completely fine. Porzingis has looked good, but now a tougher matchup against Boston. He has looked good as of late. Um, Obviously, no Luka there, so we're going to have to see what happens here. A much more difficult opponent. Um in in boston coming up here you have zach levine at 8100 as well i do like zach levine today i mean his usage his assist percentage both of them pretty much at career highs at this point and you're getting a really favorable matchup against the 30th dead last ranked washington team that again if he's going to drive as much as levine does and he shoots a ton from 30 as well but if he's going to drive as much as he does with now them down two centers and a power forward it's a good spot for him brandon ingram continues to be a guy who just goes under owned on every slate his usage percentage around 30 percent His assist percentage is up there. He's shooting fabulous from really all spots of the floor. He's the best player on this team, and yes, he should be an all-star. $8,000 is fine for him. Uh, Devontae Graham's price point comes down a little bit, but the minutes have been great. 37 plus in four straight games in terms of his minutes. He gets a good matchup against the Chetty Osman, the Colin Sexton, the Darius Garland, the rookies, the second-year players in Cleveland that have just been atrocious on defense for two straight years now. Yeah, I'll take Devontae Graham, especially if I think he probably comes in a little bit lower owned than he should. Just shooting a ton from three right now. His assist percentage near 35%. You have to like that. Uh, we talked about Vooch, Kevin Love at 6,800. Not a priority. Kevin Love, uh, he actually plays for the team that has the worst points in the paint allowed. It's no longer Charlotte. Cleveland is. But Charlotte is still six most points in the paints allowed. You get a lot of defensive rebounds against them. The concern here is that Charlotte has been playing Cody Zeller and Bismack Biyombo alongside each other as of late, which can hurt a little bit in terms of the size advantage that Kevin Love would have for his rebounding rate being damn near 30 plus percent. It would hurt him a little bit uh, because you're going to get a bigger Cody Zeller out there, tougher to rebound against, as opposed to maybe a Miles Bridges or a Marvin Williams at the four. But at 6,800, I do think Kevin Love is fine. He's pretty much just a stretch four at this point. He's picking up a lot of rebounds. A lot of that was earlier in the year, but he's also just shooting the far majority of his shots from three. Not much coming at the rim for him. Carmelo Anthony is probably the guy I like the least on this list or one of the least on this list. 6,300, just a good matchup against Golden State. You could roster him as a small forward. He's been playing well as of late, but you know what you get out of him. You just need him to rely, rely on his shot attempts. It's a good matchup for that, but he is a little bit pricey. Wendell Carter Jr. and Laurie Markinen on the same team, again, against Washington. They just beat up Washington's dead last in rebounding, or dead last in defense overall. They're bottom five in rebounding, they're bottom 10 in points in the paint, and now they're down another power forward. They're down two centers. It's just a good spot for these guys. Laurie Markinen has been playing a lot of backup center. His minutes have been stable in the mid-30s, sometimes the high 30s. Wendell Carter Jr., same things can be said there. He's shooting a ton at the Raymond Wendell Carter Jr. You do like to see that. Laurie is still shooting shots from three as well. So with more minutes for these guys in a really good matchup, I like both of them. So the, the injury news, we're going to have to wait for Detroit. I really can't recommend much until we get that news. Luke Kennard, if indeed you have no... Griffin or Drummond again. I do like him at fifty eight hundred. The price points have come up on all these guys, but I think some of them are still fine. Guys like Luke Kennard are fine, Markeith Morris, I didn't list them or Christian Wood, but obviously they're going to be great. Their price points have come up though, so not as great. Um, if indeed Drummond and Griffin are in. If their ownership is as crazy as it was the other night, they're not worth it if their price points come up this much. Cody Zeller at fifty seven hundred has been playing along big Mac Miabo. That's why he's had twenty nine and thirty-one minutes the last two games, where Bismack has played twenty-five and twenty-eight, so obviously something has to give there in terms of both of their minutes being up they are playing alongside each other in a spot where Cleveland is giving up the most points in the paint so uh, I don't know if that continues now that you have everybody healthy Marvin Williams came back the last game Batum back this game does it shift things around a little bit Bridges back down to the foursome Malik Monk went off in the last game 75% from the field so it took some minutes away from Bridges it's really hard to judge this team's minutes but I do think Zeller is interesting at 5,700 We have to see what happens with J.J. Redick. He's questionable. He missed last night, Uh, but Lonzo Ball played 35 minutes, closed the game out, $5,400 against Minnesota. He's fine today. His rebounding rate is elite. His assist percentage is elite. Everything's really good for this guy, so when he gets the minutes, more times than not, he's going to deliver for you. Josh Hart at 5,300 played 40 minutes last night. It's really nice to see. Actually, I don't know if Lonzo closed. I was trying to look at Popcorn Machine. I was looking at the game before that. Um, he didn't close because he came off the bench. But Josh Hart at 40 minutes because no JJ Reddick. Those two guys are in great spots. I like both of them. I really don't have a preference as of right now. Troy Brown Jr., 5,000. I think he just has a stable 28 to 30 plus minutes now with all these injuries. With the Rui out, he's probably going to have to take on a lot more. $5,000 seems a little bit expensive. But again, you might get a Troy Brown Jr. game of 32 to 35 minutes today. OG and Anobi at the same price is fine. Uh, and then some of these guys for Dallas don't, don't really know what to make of them, right? They all saw a lot of minutes in a very easy matchup. Um, you, you, and they all were great on a point-per-minute basis because there's no Luka, so it has to get distributed. Seth Curry played mid-20s in minutes. He went off. He's only 4,700. Jalen Brunson is 6K, but a much, much tougher matchup against Boston. i probably take the chances on the cheaper guys like Curry, who might play around 30 minutes today. Yeah, Mahimi at 4,600 versus Washington or versus Chicago. Look, he's been playing 20, 25 minutes with Rui there, right? With Rui playing backup center minutes. Now there's nobody. There's literally nobody to play backup center. Mahimi might just have to be forced into 28 to 30 plus minutes. He hasn't been great, but you're giving him that many minutes in an okay spot. I think it's fine. Jackson Hayes at $4,000 flat. He's still playing the minutes over Favors. Favors played 20 last night. Hayes played 29. They played one minute alongside each other. I would not expect that to ever grow. Um, as long as Favors comes off the bench, Hayes is fine at 4,000. If Favors was to start tonight, I would jump over to Favors. So thank you. This was a more abbreviated video, but I do appreciate you tuning in. Again, I will be live on the Osmo YouTube channel at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. If you want my game-by-game notes for this nine-game slate, follow me on Instagram, and I will post a story. So you can check it out whenever you see the the story. It'll be up all day. Uh, You can check that out. I'll I'll post a story that kind of tells you where you can find those game-by-game notes and incentivizes you to follow me on Instagram and helps me out over here if you're still watching this, please do hit the subscribe button. We're over 17,000. Really does help. Keep the lights on here as an independent content creator. Thank you so much. Check out my Patreon linked up down below for NBA projections. If you have any other questions, you can feel free to reach out to me via Patreon, the comment section below, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it might be. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Sal Betry. Have a great rest of your day. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.